this time is, is um, I want to give you opportunity to share testimony and give glory and honor to the Lord for what he's done in your life, for your family, answered prayer, whether it's healing, maybe you've experienced a healing recently, or answered prayer in some way. We just want to give opportunity for you to share testimony of his goodness. You want to go first? All right. All right. There you go, Cecil. Uh, yes, I'd like to share a testimony. When I was sent to Tulsa, Oklahoma to get amputated, everybody kept saying I was going to have a good chance of dying because my foot was rotten. I had maggots and everything. But I knew when they put me under that God was with me, and uh, even my family didn't think I would make it. But I knew through God's grace that he was going to share his grace on me and I made it through it, and so I just give him praise and glory for being here. It's because it's nothing I do. We don't deserve it, but God says that we do, so he proved it. So amen to him, and give him praise and glory for it. Amen. Okay, who's next? Where have got the ice broken. What's up, Nicole? Right. Uh, about maybe two months ago, uh, my grandmother suffered a mild stroke and she was in rehab for a good amount of that time. Um, didn't have any real functioning of her left side, um, needed assistance eating, um, couldn't walk, not even with the walk or assistance. But um, I'm just here to report today that she's home. She's been home for a little over a week now. She is able to walk with a walker. Um, she can move her left arm and wiggle her fingers. She can eat unassisted now. And I mean, it's by the grace of God that she's made that almost complete turnaround. She still has some therapy to do, but um, she's so much better better now than what she was when all this started. So I just thank God for that. Thank God for her life and uh, for everything that he's doing for her now. So, amen. I'll probably start crying. So everybody just bear with me. But this last winter, my son who lives in Arkansas my son has AIDS, and it's been a battle. But he's lived for 19 years now with it since he was diagnosed. We don't know how long he had it before. But to make a long story shorter, last winter, my daughter and my son that live here in Oklahoma had to go get him because he was near death. And when they brought him down to Tulsa to St. John's, my daughter, who's a registered nurse, called me and said, Mama, say goodbye. It's over. This is it. And I prayed about it, and I prayed about it, and I couldn't get peace. I could not get peace. And I'm not saying that one person can pray for someone and it do any more good than Joe Blow. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying God kept telling me, tell CJ. Tell CJ. So I call CJ and I said, CJ, Jimmy's in the hospital. He's dying. I can't take it. CJ went to the hospital. He didn't tell me. He didn't tell Lisa. He didn't tell any of us he was going, but he went. 
And my son was not very receptive, but CJ prayed for him. A week later, my son told the doctor, I want to get up and walk. The doctor said, no, you can't walk, you're too weak. He said, no, I need to get up and walk. He got up and walked. This last week, I went up to Arkansas and helped my son harvest his garden. I helped him climb trees. I helped him do a lot of things that no one ever thought he would ever do again because we didn't think he was going to live. We went and did lab work a week ago Thursday. Well, we got his lab work back this week. In 19 years, his T-cell count has not been above 56. His T-cell count was 90, <laughs> which is awesome. And I just, I praise God. And I thank God that we have a pastor who will step out and go beyond. I, I, I thank God for that so many times every day. Okay, who's next? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to move for some football now. Was <laughs> yeah. oh, that right? I want to share a little bit about my family. Uh, I had a, a niece that died. Uh, she was eight years older than I was, and I was her human shield whenever... Uh, she was small. Whenever she got in trouble, she'd run and grab me. That's what she used to tell me all the time. She said, I really appreciate you because you saved me from a lot of whoopings. But this lady, when she passed, she was the grandmother of uh, 25, the great-grandmother of 28, and uh, just a lover. And, uh, of course, her daughters did at the funeral the same thing she did at her mama's funeral. Her mother, my oldest sister, and uh, she was actually a deaconess in the Baptist church, but she died giving the pastor's anniversary speech, sat down, went on to heaven. And, uh, but it, it was just really, this girl's been a blessing to me. I've seen her grow. I've seen her come out of a trashy life into a glorious life. I've seen her mentor her grandkids, her great-grandkids, and saw her abound in so many ways. But the thing that was so unique, and it's really kind of funny, we were all in uh, Ardmore at the same type deal. You know, she was dying. She had died, really. And uh, they had pronounced her dead, and we were all in the room kind of talking and looking at her real sorrowfully. And she pops her eyes open and said, what are y'all looking at me for? <laughs> <laughs> same lady. And, uh, of course, she passed this past week, and uh, we did her funeral. Uh, well, it was a couple of weeks ago. We did a funeral the other day. And, uh, but it was a great home going in spite of some of the same things. Like I said, she did the same thing at her mother's casket that all of, that her daughters did at her casket. Right? One of them was trying to jump in the casket with her, you know. I said, and I looked at it and I said, the word of God is, it doesn't lie. She's not there. <laughs> That's what I told one of her daughters. And, uh, so I just kind of, you know, absorbed a hold of the thing. And it was really just a great blessing to see. I think about where I'm at. You know, I'm the back end of, uh, well, next to the back end of 20, 23 kids. I'm 22. And I've got a, a chance to see the heritage 
of my family. I mean, it's huge. And she has one. Hers is even larger than mine, but she don't talk that much about them. She, we live in Oklahoma. Hers is mostly in, in the south in Alabama. My, my, my wife, that is. This is my wife. She might disclaim me here after I get through talking. But, you know, God has just really been rich and sweet and uh, just a great blessing to me. Now, I, you know, some of you may not know I was diagnosed with melanoma cancer on the bottom of my right foot. And, uh, you know, one of the things that constantly tries to attack you is spirit of fear. I refuse. I refuse in Jesus name to be afraid. I refuse not to do the plan of God and I will fulfill my call in this earth. Amen. And so, you know, it's important, I think, for us to make our appointments. And that was an appointment. That funeral was an appointment for me because I got a chance to reconnect with a lot of people I was just wondering about. And, uh, and really the, one of the high notes of the blessing, I've been, I've been talking about a gentleman that I grew up with. His name was Michael Russell. And he was a little bit older than I was, but I really, you know, just, uh, I was blessed by him just to be a part of his, his life when we were young. And I kept asking, where's Michael Russell? Where's Michael Russell? Couldn't find him. His brother, one of the first persons that I walked right into, his brother, said, well, he's up north, <laughs> and here's his phone number. <laughs> so I was just so tremendously blessed in my heart. I just rejoiced over the fact that now I have contact with Michael. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just delighted to see and to be here to observe the awesomeness of God, to watch generations grow up before you. And I'm getting a chance to see, you know, I'm kind of like the the person that puts in writing all of my dad's uh, history. And, uh, you know, my dad and my mom's history of, of all their siblings and all their children and, and so on and so forth. It, it's really a neat thing to observe. And so I just thank God to be able to observe, to behold the grace of God. Amen. Anybody else? Who's next? I guess that means you have something to say, right, Michelle? <laughs> I just want to um, say that I am really blessed to be able to praise and worship. Um, you know, having um, the chance of not having the ability to breathe, <laughs> stay alive, or sing. Um, made a big difference for me because I just grew up praising all the time through music. And I thought it was really cool to um, see the worship team panel up here uh, answering questions. And one of the things that um, Kaylin had mentioned was that you can worship by serving in your life. That's a personal way to worship. Um, but I, I just have such a connection with the music part of it and, you know, the spirit. And so I just praise God that I still have that ability and that he has healed me. Um, and he 
kept me going. <laughs> and just, um, I just feel like that's a calling on my life. And he didn't let anything keep that down, especially fear. In, in fact, I feel like that was a spirit that was on me that was lifted when I was in the hospital and um, was receiving the healing. That spirit of fear came off of me and was able to release a whole lot of stuff that he was able to, to bring through me, and I just praise God for that. next who would like to share a testimony of God's goodness all right Sheila I just want to give God praise for my family and my family most of them is in Alabama and my dad have been sick for quite some time in 2010 he had open heart surgery and remained in it coronary care unit for almost 30 days and was discharged from that to like a rehab home where he stayed another three months and those 30 days that he was in the hospital they didn't know whether he was going to live or die and there's seven of us and that was one time when all seven of us was together and not one time did we ever believe that our dad wasn't going to make it even though he didn't even know he was still in the world. Well, back in March, when it started in February, he started getting sick again, and he wouldn't eat. It was like he had, and he essentially had given up living and had called all seven of his kids and essentially told all of us goodbye. And the next day woke up and said, I thought I'd be gone by now. And he wound up in the hospital, in and out of the hospital, and they wasn't figuring out what was going on with him. Well, to make a long story a little bit shorter, he, um, the last time in March, I went home because my mom called and said the doctors want to put him on hospice. And my understanding of hospice was it was a place that they put you in hospice when they thought you only had about 10 days to live. And the doctors wasn't really giving my mom much understanding as to why they wanted her to make that decision. And so I went home to try to help figure out what was going on. And I actually had a meeting with the doctor, you know, who essentially would come in my dad's room and talk with my dad laying there, not fully knowing what was going on, as if my dad was, was already gone. And I t took him outside the door and I said, you know, I'm, I'm in the medical field. I said, I'm not a doctor. I said, but I know that medicine don't have the answer to everything. I said, but, and medicine don't know how many days it's written in the book for us. I said, but our God does. And right now, I still see a man that's laying in the bed that have life in him. Yes, it's in bad shape, but I don't see where we had the right to make that decision that he's going to die now. And so it was a lot of discussion that had to go on between a bunch of siblings and my mom, and the decision was made to take my dad home without being on hospice. And I stayed home, stayed home for like three weeks, 
And when I left, my dad was able to get out of the bed to a wheelchair again, whereas he had been bedridden that entire time frame. Well, he got sick again and went back in the hospital, and he's still in the bed. But what I'm giving God praise for today is that my dad is still alive. And I don't know how many more days he had to live. And I'm giving him praise for my mom, who done figured out ways to take care of a man who all he does is stays in the bed now unless somebody physically get him out of the bed. But he's still alive, and when I call, I can say, Daddy, I love you, and I can hear him say back, I love you too. He may not be able to carry on much more of a conversation with me, but I can still hear him say that, and I give God praise, and because my belief is that God have already written the number of days in the book for him, and he's not going anywhere until he's fulfilled those days. And I don't know what else God had for my dad to do, but I think he's going to be able to do it. Has anybody on this side shared yet? Anybody? Okay. I will cry, so I apologize. Um, I wish I could stand here today and say that um, I'm going to talk to you about a victory or something really great that God has already done. But the reality is, is that I'm in the midst. of a great storm and all I want to share is that there is a peace that that no man can give me I've had countless hours of friends stand by my side and I've had countless, countless hours of prayer on my behalf and my family's behalf and each day as I wake and walk through the, the natural battle and struggle that's happening for my family I can still look and say, there's God's hand, there's God's footprint, there's God's blessing, there's God's salvation. And one day I'm going to stand and tell you everything that God did and the victory that we have. But today, I want to say that I stand in faith of what he can do because of what he is doing day by day. And that the salvation of the Lord is around us. And... Um, just encourage that one thing that I really have that, that I'm having to learn in this is to let go of control. That nothing that my hand can do or any other human's hand can do can control this situation and stand in awe of how mighty God is and how he can do things that far exceed anything we expect. And so today I can walk in blessing even though my life is nothing what I want and, and my heart is, is, is drawn in the natural, that I have a God that is, that is mighty beyond all things, and I just praise his name this morning. Next.
And while you're thinking of one, I'm going to share a treasure hunt testimony that happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, those of you who don't know me, I like treasure hunting. It's one of my favorite pastimes, along with my son Benjamin. He said it's his favorite thing to do. Uh, basically, what treasure hunting is, is a group of us get together and we pray and ask the Lord to give us clues to lead us to the people that he wants to bless, encourage, and, and just minister to in, in some kind of a specific way. Well, we went on, a, a number of us went, I think it was 13 of us that went on treasure hunt uh, a couple of weeks ago. And in, in my group, uh, uh, Chuck and Abe and, um, let's see, Benjamin and Kayla. Was that it? Is that in our group? And we, uh, and I'm going to try to make this real quick, but uh, the clues we had, um, Blue Diamond, Abe had Blue Diamond, and there's a strip club named Blue Diamond not too far from here. And I didn't realize that it was still open. I thought it shut down. It used to go under a different name, but they changed the name to Blue Diamond, and, and it's still going. Not that I'm advertising for it or anything like that. But anyway, when, when Abe said he had that and he put cabaret, he felt that's what, that was the place. And so and we also had uh, someone had um, multiple colored pants, blue T-shirt, and Abe had a name. I'm going to just say Charlie was a name. Okay, I'm going to just, and it's not that Charlie. <laughs> or this Charlie or any other Charlie in here. I'm just I'm changing the name just to, to protect the guilty, I mean the innocent. <laughs> But anyway, but anyway, Abe had this name, and so I said, that's where we're supposed to go. So we go out there, and, and we did have a lady with us. We had a wife with us, so we were, we were good. And I had my 11-year-old son, so I didn't, I didn't plan for us to go inside, okay? Because so, you guys are thinking crazy stuff. But we drove up. We drove up, and sure enough, it was a lot of cars there, and, and there were two gentlemen standing outside, and we just knew they're it. And so we approached them. Talked to him, talked to the one guy who was more, act, more talkative and everything. Well, anyway, the other guy that was standing next to him was standing in front of the blue cabaret, was wearing multiple color pants, had on a blue T-shirt, and his name was the name that Abe had, the exact name. And so as we encountered him and was talking to him and just encouraging him, of course, and a word I had on my sheet, one of my clues was conscience. That was a word I had, and obviously his conscience was bothering him. As these Christians come and approach him, a man who's standing in front of a, a strip place, and he told us his father was a pastor and he had passed away a couple of months ago. And so what, what amazed me and excites me about this, this whole thing, because the guy knew about salvation, he knew about being born again, he knew all that stuff, and he probably had been born again uh, because, you know, of, of his father and everything. And I told him, I said, you know, we're not concerned about where we are right now, but just the fact that God wants to encounter and just love on and bless you. And that's why we're here. And we got to pray for this man. And what I was excited about was the fact that God knew his location, what he was wearing, and his name, and took us right to him to minister to that man. We don't know what he's going through, but God does. And just like our sister shared, the amazing things God will do. And what he wants to do through you and I, if we allow him to. He wants to blow people away with his love and overwhelm them with how much he loves them. But how are they going to know that love unless somebody goes in his name? Amen? And by the way, we're going treasure hunting Tuesday. If you want to go, I need you to text me. My number's in the bulletin. Um, if you want to go, I need you to text me so we know how many we have. If I need to set up child care and that kind of thing. This Tuesday, 
I won't tell you where we're meeting and what time unless you text me. So this Tuesday, we're going treasure hunting again. Okay, who's next? Excuse me? Oh, you have some? Okay. All right, Chuck. Since he's men mentioning uh, treasure hunt, I just want to uh, add to what he was saying. Um, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times as I, you know, go to work 8 to 5 and, you know, it seems like I just do the same things every day, you know, trash, taking out trash at two, I mean, uh, Tuesdays, if, you know, <laughs> come back from work and just the routine, you know, just the daily grind and, uh, and a lot of times I, I think, I think of myself as living in the, in the matrix, you know, it's like, I know there's more out there, but I just don't see it, I don't feel it, and, uh, so, and Tuesday we had, you know, last time at Treasure Hunt we had a great experience, and I just felt like I got a chance to mess with the matrix, so I got a chance to be out of it, and just to, and I, I had no clue what, what the heck I was doing, you know, I, I was like, okay, we're going to this strip club now, you know, talk to these two guys, and, and then we go to this place and talk to this. So I felt like I had a chance to mess with the matrix and to be, you know, free from that world's system to be used by God, you know. And so I, I guess I just, my, my testimony is you guys want, if you guys feel that way, you guys want a chance to, to be out of that, you know, and, and to feel free, <laughs> you know, you, you can join us for treasure hunt, so... Praise God. Sorry, I forgot about this one the first time I got up. <laughs> um, so I go to like this Bible study that Bianca has put together. Um, it's pretty awesome, by the way. It's all women. You guys should come out. It's amazing. It's, it's like changed my life. Not to put you on the spot. Anyway, so uh, I think it was like... Father's Day, because that was the day Leah said that prayer in front of church about, like, fatherless kids, and I completely, like, lost it. But it was great afterwards. I mean, it was, I felt terrible in the middle of it. It's pretty painful, I'm not going to lie. But I, like, got to, like, this new level of healing that I really can't explain. But, like, God just kind of came in and was like, I'm your father. Like, you're mine. You're my daughter. Um, yeah, you know. I think the verse is like when your when your uh, mother and father forsake you, God will take you up and and adopt you um, as your as your own. And I mean it. I I'd been through that healing before, but this time it was a new a new level, if that makes sense. And um, yeah, so I, I realized that Sunday, like all God needed me to do was to be open, to be available for that healing. And and I finally got to a point where I was just like, all right, God. <laughs> do whatever you need to do because I don't want to go through this again because it kind of sucks but um super glad that I was available <laughs> for that to happen because I know that there are probably a lot of people here and in other places that I'll probably encounter that have never met their biological father like me regardless regardless of the circumstance and you know feel that same pain of of not physically being able to see who your physical father is but you know, God just reminded me, like, I shielded you from that for a reason. You wouldn't be in the place that you're at um, had you met this person. And and I finally got to a point where I was okay with that, as, as crazy as that may seem. But I was like, you know what, God, you're right. Like, clearly you know what's what I need, even even if I want certain things. Like, you know what's better for me. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I just kind of realized, like, yeah, I don't have any, any control over that, so I can either continue to let this drive me crazy or I can actually believe what God is saying about me. <laughs> um, and so when I did that, yeah, I mean, the weight was, like, gone. I'm a pretty small person, but, like, I felt so light after that. <laughs> no lie. Um, so if anybody is struggling with fatherlessness, that's a word, right? Yeah. Please know that God wants to be that father for you. He wants to send physical people your way um, to step in and to... (laughs) And to be that father for you. I can look back over my life and see at every single stage... Send people my way. Um, my uncle has really stepped in, and I mean, I call him dad. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't look at me or my brothers any differently. He accepts us as as his kids. He'll tell anybody, "Yeah, I got you know, got five kids." He has two daughters, <laughs> but uh, and I'm just so grateful. <laughs> For that, I understand that I'm blessed because there are some kids that don't have that. Um, but I thank God uh, for that. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but <laughs> <laughs> the the day that fa- that Father's Day weekend, I went to Bible study, and I, I mean, I was pretty really depressed. Like I was still crying real bad, <laughs> and like that entire day. And I was like, oh, God, I, I'm gonna have to take off tomorrow. Like I don't know. I can't go to work like this. Um, but they prayed for me. Uh, I don't even know how long you guys are praying. <laughs> it's for a long time. It's for a long time. Probably a couple hours. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. <laughs> um, and that was really good. And so then eventually I got uh, what we usually do at the end is everybody kind of goes around and they'll say what they need prayer for. And we, we just kind of say, well, I want to pray for you. And, uh, I got, finally got myself together enough to where I could pray for somebody else because I was determined to pray for somebody since everybody else had like poured into me. And uh, I was praying for my one friend and I, and I just, you know, I was praying. I was like, man, you know, you just need to trust God, like blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I was like, man, like how's your knee? Like what's wrong with your knee? And uh, she was like, holy crap, man. Like my knee was really bothering me and I literally forgot to ask God for healing for my knee. So um, I was like, that's weird. I don't know why I started thinking about your knee, but I want to pray for you. And I knew she had surgery on one of her knees. Can't remember which one. So anyway, we pray, I prayed for her. And uh, she got healing for her knee, like right then and there. And I just was like, dang, all right, God. So I was like, hey, does anybody else need healing? <laughs> like, like, My hands on me. <laughs> I was like, So literally we prayed for everybody that needed healing in their body. And, and I believe that uh, even the people that didn't say right then and there they got healed, I know that they healed. I, I know healing is a process. And, you know, we might have to pray for a few more people a couple more times. But I know they healed. Um, I'm super grateful for God that even in my mess, <laughs> uh, he was still able to use me. And I'm just glad that I was available. Um, she had healing in her knee, and that was awesome. So uh, also, I know it's super long. 
I when I went I went home it was last yeah last week and I got to see my grandma which was great and just really spent a lot of quality time with my family which is usually really stressful because they're a lot like I'm a lot but they're like really a lot <laughs> not necessarily in a bad way because like that's my people I love them but it can be kind of overwhelming so I get home and I'm, I'm talking to one of my cousins and we're just talking about life and she starts telling me how proud she is of me and I'm like oh thanks cuz you know I love you and uh she starts telling, talking to me about her health and how she stopped smoking recently. She's had really bad asthma. And I was like, you really stopped smoking cigarettes? Like, oh, my gosh, I don't ever remember you not smoking, like like chain smoker. She's like, yeah, I gave it up. And I was like, that's cool. And she was like, yeah, you know, I just need surgery on my knee. And she was like, oh, we're about to pray for your knees. <laughs> I was like real excited. She's kind of looking at me crazy. And I was like, I'm just going to pray right now before I leave so uh, I don't forget. <laughs> My hands on her knees, and uh, I need to ask her if she got healing, but I know she did. Like, I know I know when she goes back to the doctor, she's not going to need this invasive surgery on both of her knees that she's been dreading um, for I don't know how many years. But, uh, yeah, I just was praying for a lot of people's knees. I'm super excited. I mean, they've been healed. So, yeah. All right, that was my week home. <laughs> Um, well, um, a couple months ago, um, I don't know if anybody of you know this, but I hadn't been filled with the Holy Spirit, and that was something that I, I really wanted. And every time I got prayed for, I just, my mouth didn't open. I, I didn't say anything at all. And um, during youth one time, um, we were um, just worshiping God and all that. And... Um, Mr. Todd, um, our former youth pastor, um, decided he was going to pray for us. And he was going through the line and all that. And the second he laid his hands on me, I just started, you know, speaking in the Holy Spirit. And that's it. Okay, it's working. Um... Well, just a little background. This is another treasure hunt type of testimony. But a little background on me. Uh, those of you who have met me in the last couple of years wouldn't believe this, but I used to be deathly shy and very insecure. And m- many people say, now I talk too much and I'm overly confident. But, <laughs> like, like, but um, I used to use that as an excuse as to why, like if God would say, hey, go pray for that person, go talk to that person, like, no, I'm shy. I, I can't do that. I, I, I'm I can't. And um, he's really been working with me over that for several years now where um, now it's not like pulling teeth to go shake hands with someone that I don't know. And uh, we went treasure hunting, which was another thing I'd been avoiding because I was using that excuse and that fear of being shy. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that because I can't talk to new people. And so I just finally decided the last couple weeks, well, a couple weeks ago, I was going to go treasure hunting. And um, it was a great experience. We talked to these two, um, what their names were, they were two twins, uh, Julio and Omar. And they had said, when we went to talk to them, they said, we literally have only been here for 10 minutes and uh, we came out here for peace. And we got more than we were asking for when we went and were able to pray for them. It's like, well, when we came back to the church, Pastor CJ gave us an assignment, and I was like, oh, great, <laughs> an assignment. It's the first time that I'm here. And he said, I want you to pray for someone that's outside of your comfort zone. 
um, this week, whether it's a coworker or just someone you don't usually talk to. And he said he wanted it done by Friday. Well, on Friday, I had gone to Aspen Coffee House, and there was a lady sitting outside with her bike, and God said, go pray for her. And that fear came right back up, and I said, I'm not going to because I'm being shy. And so I wound up not doing it, and I wound up feeling so guilty for the next day and a half. I was like, God, whoever you bring to me next, I promise I'll pray for that person. (laughs) And uh, I usually don't make promises like that to God because it never turns out in my favor. (laughs) But, But I did. And I went to Ruth's Christian Bookstore. I was looking for I was looking for a particular book. They wound up not having it, but the lady that helped me was very, was she was very kind. She was so nice, and she was such a blessing while I was there. Um, so I go up to the counter and I'm checking out my books, and then God said, "Pray for her." And I was like, "Okay, what do I say?" And so I just asked her. I said, "I have a feeling that you that you need prayers. Anything you need prayer for?" And she was like, "Um, no." And I said, well, do you mind if I pray for you anyway? And her eyes got all like, she like lit up and she was like, oh yeah, that's totally fine, sure. And so I sat there and it, it only took 30 seconds and like I prayed briefly over her and she, she was really blessed and I was blessed as well. And so um, for those of you out there who are still struggling with shyness or who are using fear as an excuse to not step out of your comfort zone, it, it is worth it. And he does give you the grace to do that. So... Okay. Oh, we have one more. Oh, who's? Go ahead, Abby. Okay. So when we went to Colorado a couple weeks ago, um, they had a little, they call it house of prayer meeting where it was just worship and prayer that we went to with Caleb and only a couple of the youth went, but it was really awesome. And I'm, I was lying on the floor and just talking to God about all of my problems and kind of asking him, what do you want me to do? Why am I here? And God told me, he said, "Um, you're not created for the problems in life. You're not created for people or necessarily or just events, a single event in your life. You're created to be a housing place for my kind of glory for the whole world to see. The, the glory that came through the wilderness, that pillar of fire, is housed in you. And that's for everybody. Everybody needs that. That's for everybody to see. That is your reason. So. Taylor, were you raising your hand? Oh, you're pointing there. <laughs> Abby did it. All right. That was awesome. Did you guys all hear that? She wasn't just talking to some of us. She's talking to all of us. You know, how are people going to hear the gospel message unless you tell them? Amen? Amen. I had something I was going to share, but I'm not because I'm going to wait another time. I'm going to practice self-control. But I do want to encourage you guys, if you want to go treasure hunting with us this uh, Tuesday, uh, please text me. My number's in the bulletin. 
If you have questions about it, what is it, and that kind of thing, please call me. I'd love to explain what it is. We have some books out there called The Ultimate Treasure Hunt that explains and talks all about treasure hunting, crazy testimonies, and wonderful, wonderful stories of what God wants to do through us. Okay? So come on out Tuesday. Let's all stand together. I'm not telling unless you text me. <laughs> if you want details, you got to text me. Because see, the thing is that some of you might show up, and you might show up at the wrong place. It's like, I thought you said such and such a clock. That's why. And also, the reason why I'm saying I want you to text me, that way I know who's interested. And then if, change, if plans change, if we have to change location or time or whatever, then I can let you know. If you decide just to show up, you might show up at the wrong time in the wrong place. And that's why I'm saying I'd like to know ahead of time. Also for child care purposes, if we have parents with children, we want to take care of your kids so that you can go out and have a blast with us. So that's, that's the point behind I need you to text me so I'll know. Okay? <laughs> All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. We're excited about what you're doing in your people and what you want to do through us. And Lord, we do accept your invitation to grab a hold of you and run with you the adventure that you have set before us. We thank you that you want to partner with us. And we thank you for setting us free and filling us with that pillar of fire. So not only can we burn, but we can see the bondages burned off people. And we can see people set afire to love you, Lord, and know you. So we thank you for what you're doing. And we say, yes, we want to be right in the middle of it, Father. We love you and we thank you and we bless you as we go forth in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a great week. See everybody Tuesday and you guys have a wonderful week. Bye.